0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to our effing thoughts. On today's episode, we got UFC fight night results, UFC two fourteen predictions, and a recap of the latest episode of Alone. Enjoy. E F F Entertainment Fighting Football.
1: This is our eff- effing thoughts. Th- th-
0: th- th- oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!
1: This is Andrew Weiss. <laughs>
0: i generally hate people first of all i'm a city slicker i don't know how to fucking hunt or fish
1: and i'm robert Robert becker i'm like
0: who is this
1: guy first of all i did not shit myself that crowd just went fucking nuts
0: yo mama we made it what's up beck
1: what's up widest
0: back at it yeah man Got a, another lone episode to break down here in a minute, uh, but also kind of in a sweet spot of just having a UFC event take place and then another, not only another UFC event coming up, but a big one, 214. We've been anxiously awaiting this event even before 213, before some of the other fight nights. So the fact that it's now the next event and we can properly talk about it and maybe uh, make some predictions, um, I'm excited that it's finally here. That's what I'm most excited
1: about. I, I actually. As we talked about starting to make, you know, make our predictions, you know, I'm going to keep track, you know, keep track of and see how well we actually do when making our picks.
0: And then who knows, you
1: know, three or four times from now, we may do so horribly that I just stopped keeping
0: track of it. <laughs> and then we'll never bring it up again. <laughs>
1: right. No, we never pick fights. We
0: don't, we don't pick. It's not our bag. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny is that a lot of times when I watch a fight and I see the result, I'm like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. And that happens so often. I'm like, you know what? I, I think I would be really good at picking fights. And, that, <laughs> and then I actually I tried it. I, you know, I threw it out there on Twitter. I, I made picks for the last uh, fight night. And I mean, I, I did okay, but I definitely missed on a couple of fights. So it's never, um, you know, when you actually start tracking your progress, you realize you're probably not as great <laughs> as what you thought you were. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, tell me about this uh, – tell me about the latest fight night. I wasn't – I didn't catch it. I do actually still have it recorded. I just haven't – I haven't actually got around to watching it.
0: And, but yeah. you, you're familiar with the results though, right? You, you weren't able to show yeah, yourself. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't plan on breaking down every fight. Um, we'll talk briefly about some of the prelim ones. Um. A dude named Anders, he was a linebacker at Alabama. Never seen him before. This might have been his first fight in the UFC. He was fighting a vet in a tall, and, you know, he was dominated in the fight, pushing the, pushing the pace, and then got a big knockout. So I'm definitely going to keep a near out for Anders moving forward. Um,. Chase Sherman, that, that's the big fight on the prelims that I was excited to watch because he's made such a presence known on Twitter. Uh, he's even following us, which is pretty cool, you know, it, it, you know, not to have a, any misideas of why he's doing it. He's doing it to expand his own thing, and, you know, God bless him. But it's kind of cool that we have had a few interactions with him on Twitter. But he, he's he's a good personality, so I was happy to see not only did he win but he looked good. Uh, he even got a couple uh, nice little shout-outs by Joe Rogan, who who said that he looked really good as well. So it, this was my first time watching him. Um, having a little bit of a, of a Twitter relationship, I was hoping that he would be a good fighter. So I was happy to see that the dude's got some skills.
1: Yeah, I was hoping the same thing. You know, being that you know he interacted with us, like you said, it's just kind of cool when you get somebody you know like us. Like we're we're yeah. definitely we're not big time. You no. know, we're just a couple <laughs> friends. You know, right. doing Doing this and for him to actually, uh, you know, even pay us a little bit of attention is pretty cool.
0: For sure. Um, He he might be a little bit undersized, but um, I I think, you know, without looking up his stats, I think he's around 240-ish, which isn't the biggest of the heavyweights. So if he fights a guy that's cutting down to 265, he might have some trouble. But, uh, you know, quick, very uh, good variety um, in strikes and good takedown defense as well. So I'm excited to watch his next fight. Uh, moving up to the main card, uh, Jimmy Rivera versus uh, Almeida, I thought should have been the co main event. Their records combined are 42 and 2 or something like that. Wow. Rivera, yeah, Rivera's like on a 20 fight win streak. Uh, Almeida, the only person he's ever lost to is Cody Garbrandt, who is the current champ. So, and, and he. Almeida's also a very exciting fighter. You know, he gets a, a lot of highlight knockouts. So the fact that this wasn't the Kona kind of main event, I was a little bit surprised. Um, but overall, it was a good fight. Jimmy rocked Almeida a couple times. Almeida rocked Jimmy maybe one time. But, you know, Jimmy won. Um, a, a decision, yeah, it
1: was, a, it was not Inanimous. a Unanimous.
0: Yeah, yeah. It says, yeah. It so, looks like 29,
1: 28, 30, 26, and 30, 27. And really, so, yeah, I definitely. Only one judge saw it like that close. You
0: know? Right. And, and I, I thought I would have gave it uh, 29, 28, uh, maybe 29, 26. If you wanted to give Jimmy a 10-8 round, I'd be okay with that. But I definitely thought I made a, one, a round. So the guy that went 26, 30, I thought was a little bit off. But uh, either way, uh, you know, I got Jimmy with the win. Um Pat, uh, Patrick Cummings versus I thought it was Villante. <laughs> turns out the dude's like straight American it's John <laughs> John, <laughs> John Volante um, it's so funny because there's so like
1: so many like Brazilian fighters sure, that right. have these like uh like Verdum. right yeah. I remember I was I'm like word, right, yeah. word yeah. Yeah. yeah so you would think like looking at the name yeah yes. Leon, I young. thought he was
0: French. <laughs> French Arabic is a unique descent of, <laughs> but no, not good old John boy from New York City. Um, and that fight was it, it was entertaining in the sense that Patrick Cumming's face got jacked up. He took a nasty headbutt in the first round, um, and then he's already got the mustache, so he already has like a crazy face to begin with, blood everywhere, and then one of his eyes got completely purple and swollen up uh, completely, um, but. He did what he needed to do to win the fight. He just stayed the aggressor, um, and Valente, you know, didn't. I was a little bit disappointed because I've seen him in some exciting fights before, and he's got knockout power. Um, But you know, good for Cummings, man, because Cummings is the complete blue collar guy. Where he's uh, he's actually a terrible striker, man. Um, but he, he's just that hard work, dedication. Oh, I can't believe I just said hard work, dedication. Fucking Floyd Mayweather, like seeded that, <laughs> <laughs> seated that saying into my mind. Um, but you know, he he just grinds things out. So in a way, I was happy to see him win. I thought maybe with uh, with your wrestling background, you might have recognized that name because he did graduate from Penn State.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. And even looking at him, he doesn't look familiar. I. You know, I don't know his stats and how old he is, but it looks to be maybe a little bit before before my time, or maybe he just wasn't that good. You know, maybe he was on the team, but you know, I, I'm not sure what his wrestling background is. So. But
0: I, I think, I mean, wrestling is not my background, so I just kind of pick up information and pass. And I think he was very good. Um, I don't know if he was like Olympian type good, but I, I want to say that he's. I don't know, well-known within the the Penn State community. But he he's known for, like, whenever people spar with, nobody wants to ever spar with this guy. Nobody wants to train with this guy because he has no half speed. You know, he's the guy that's going to go full board just even in training. He's just got that hard work uh, thing going on for him. But So I was, was kind of happy to see him win. The co-main event, honestly, I could care less about. Uh, Bermudez, uh, Bermudez versus Alkins. Alkins had a really cool comeback fight in his last fight. Um, but that fight didn't do nothing for me. I thought the fight itself wasn't all that exciting. Uh, Elkins won, I think, in a split decision. Uh, maybe unanimous. But, uh, again, that fight doesn't do too much for me. Uh, brings us to the main event, Kevin Gastelum versus uh, Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman was on a three- or four-fight losing streak. Uh, a lot of people were saying that if he lost this fight, he'd probably get cut and picked up by Bellator. Uh, Kevin Gastelum, heavy uh, history with not making weight. Dana White made him go up to middleweight. He's drastically undersized at middleweight. I think he's only 5'9". When you've seen him and Chris Weidman standing face-to-face, they look like there's no way they're in the same weight class. And Gastelum has so much body fat on him, the dude has got to get his diet in order. to be. He belongs at, at welterweight. Having said that, he's coming off like a two-fight winning streak against some of the bigger names, Johnny Hendricks and um, the uh, Vitor Belfort. Uh, both he he caught both of those guys on you know after their prime but still two big names so this was a big fight for him as well um he did rock Wideman at one point where he, he uh hit him kind of like a flash knockout chris got knocked back on his butt but never the eyes didn't roll back type of a thing um okay. but chris recovered uh dominated you know better wrestler Uh, Kevin Gaslam, skills-wise, absolutely belongs in that fight, but the size advantage was too much. Uh, Chris took his back and then snuck in uh, a sneaky arm choke where once he got into side mount, he already had the the choke in position, so he won. And as a little side note, Chris Weidman might have the most annoying dad ever.
1: Was he the one that was... uh... His dad like came into the ring right after. Yes, and yes. Was, like,
0: yeah. All right. He's so he's like awkward, and it kind of makes me bad for even saying that because he's like just overpouring with pride. But he's that he almost treats him as if like Chris is like. A 15 year old son that is like oh, awesome. doing really well yeah. against the seniors in high school or something like that, and he's like, "Oh, that's my boy." Type of a yeah, right. type right. of a thing. But I was first introduced, not introduced to his dad. The first time I seen his dad was when I went to watch Connor fight Jose Aldo. That was the same night that Chris Weidman lost to Luke Rockhold. And after the fight, this was Chris Weidman's first loss, so everybody was pretty shocked. I shouldn't say everybody. A lot of people were pretty shocked. It was a big moment. But his dad came in and like grabbed the mic and gave like this really awkward where he's like yelling into the mic saying like <laughs> I'm still proud of my boy. That's my boy. I'm like, dude, <laughs> like he's a grown ass man. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that was yeah, yeah. Like, chill out. Uh so yeah. So so that was the card. All in all, it was uh it was a decent card. Um nothing, you know, no big stories, no uh gaichis you know popped out off of this card but um it definitely a good card to get me another week closer to 214 a little update on patrick
1: cummings i looked up his uh looks like oh you weren't listening
0: to me when i was talking
1: (laughs) yeah sure i was was (laughs) multitasking (laughs) sound Uh, like a wife (laughs) patrick cummings was a he's a two-time all-american and he was a runner-up in 2004 um but two-time two-time all-american so yeah he's definitely uh uh, never a national champ, or you know, but he made it to the finals. Gotcha. So yeah, I don't know I actually, I don't know why. I don't what know uh, what
0: year? Well, did he graduate or whatever?
1: He's a runner up in
0: four. I don't have it pulled up oh, anymore. Um, maybe you just said that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think well, I was multitasking over here. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so that is actually, so that was shortly after we joined the military, so maybe we're probably just a little distracted with uh, becoming men. <laughs>
1: right yeah well the uh yeah, man the, that's weird I, I shouldn't have closed it I should have seen where he was from he must not be from Pennsylvania uh, or I feel like I would remember right because uh, I mean we I graduated high school in 01 so if he was in college in '04 you know that's there true. should have been some sort of overlap there
0: that's true so that means that he he graduated 99 so like he was be a senior when you were a sophomore.
1: Yeah, could have been. Yeah, I mean, or maybe he graduated in '01 like us, and as a sophomore, he was runner-up at, at Penn State. You know, I don't. Sure. Right. I don't know. But uh, yeah. Yeah, he must not. I don't know. He must not be from PA. I feel like I would remember him.
0: Maybe if he didn't have the mustache, would you recognize him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie uh, Bronson? No, I don't think. It, it's What's about. It about? It, it's about like the the most notorious. Um, inmate in, I want to say, Great Britain. And the dude that plays Bronson is the guy that played Bane in Batman, Tom Hardy. Um, and the the guy, what he would do is over in Great Britain, the, none of the COs are allowed to have weapons. So this guy, he would strip naked. He would make his cellmate oil him up. And then he would just start fights. And then all the all the COs would come in and he would beat up half the COs before he finally got beat up. And then he would heal up for a couple months and do the same thing. That was like just how he kept his entertainment. He got so bad in prison. You know what they eventually did to him? What's up? They released him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's uh, some kind of proud of being an American. That's not really our yeah. <laughs> uh RMO. That's not how we handle things over here. Um yeah, but yet, dude. I mean, I could
1: tell some stories about that as, uh, you know, we didn't get into this, but I used to be a corrections officer myself and just some of the, some of the things that you see and some of the things that you have to deal with uh, or, you know, it's funny looking back on it. It's not funny at the time, but you know, just quick story, like going along with that, like oiling things up that, so we had to do a cell extraction on a guy because he refused to he was refusing to obey orders you know, he covered his windows up so that we couldn't see in there, which obviously that's a, that's a concern for us because, you know, if, if he's trying to hang himself or trying to hurt himself, you know, but they do that, you know, to gain attention, uh, whatever. So, you know, he, he timed it all pretty well. You know, it was, uh, uh, he has his light off, you know, it's, it's getting, it's dark. We worked second shift and, you know, he planned this out all, all pretty well. Um, Long story short, we go in there. He had soaped the floor. Oh. He had, like, took his he took his soap and, like, put soap all over it. It was slippery as hell. <laughs> Not only that, he tied, he cut, he, like, ripped his bed sheet in into pieces. Yeah. And he had, like, booby-trapped the cell. Like, he had, like, strings tied from the toilet to <laughs> like, the bed. And like I said, it's kind of dark in there, so we can't see. No, not you so, rush like, we in. We go in there. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, there's, like, a seven-man team. Yeah, You know, like, so the first guy goes in, who, his name's Jimmy Douglas. Jimmy goes rolling in, <laughs> trips over the fucking, the thing tied from the toilet to the bed. Uh-huh. He falls down. The number two man uh, saw it, was able to break the... Uh, the string, you know, so that no one else tripped over it, but then we're all, like, slip and sliding, <laughs> and he's got himself, like, barricaded in the corner, like, waiting for us to get there, but it felt like an eternity. <laughs> Before, the cells are tiny. Like, I felt like it took forever for us to get from the fucking door to the corner of the cell. <laughs> like, once we did, you know, it was it was fine. He did was he have, small. like,
0: that, that yakety-sax music playing while you guys are all slipping around?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It, it would have, uh, somebody should have put it to music afterwards.
0: But, <laughs> <laughs> And, well, uh, with two – no, Fight Night – you know what? I feel like they stopped naming the Fight Nights. Like, you know, I, I don't know if this is – I feel like it's no longer Fight Night 113. Like, it's Fight Night Long Island or something like that. So. Oh, uh, sure. yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, because it was like Fight Night Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And even when I was trying to hashtag stuff on Twitter, like, nothing was coming up. But uh, on – to something that is numbered and is hashtag UFC 214. Every time I look at this card, I'm just so amazed at how deep it is. You know, that, that's what really makes a good card is not just the headline and the co-main event, but when you start getting down to the prelims and you know, and you you have like a good memory of just about every fighter on the prelim, yeah, you know it's going to be a good card. So I'm I'm really pumped about this. Yeah, with uh, I actually didn't buy UFC 213 just cuz you know honestly I had to save the money because the card wasn't speaking to me and then I think I missed 2 212 because I was on vacation or something like that. I feel like I haven't bought a pay-per-view in a long time and around my office I'm known as like the guy that gets every pay-per-view and sometimes I'll host fi- or like host parties for bigger fights and stuff and there's one guy that consistently shows up and he's a good guest usually brings beer and all that um but I also get the vibe that he's doing it more because I for Like the camaraderie. Like I have a feeling that if I didn't invite him, he wouldn't really watch the UFC and maybe would. Right. And then I've got this other guy that always talks a big game. And I've invited him two or three times and he never shows up. So this time around, even though it's a big card and this is usually one that I'd put on a, a party for, I kind of just made the decision that I'm not going to. <laughs> so now whenever I see these guys in the office, I always feel so self-conscious. <laughs> I feel like they're waiting for the invite. Like you know, they're like, "Hey, big card. You know, Are you gonna get it?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get it." And they're like, oh so yeah. So, you got any plans? Right. this Yeah. They're like, yeah. I don't know where I'm gonna watch. Like, this is literally what he said. Yeah, I don't know where I'm gonna watch it this time. I don't know. I'm like, shit, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's definitely like,
1: fishing for. Uh, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> I'm like, so if like, I only had a TV to like sit in front of, or a friend that did. <laughs> um... <laughs> Whiteus, you have a TV, right?
1: <laughs> hey, man. Uh, yeah. Daddy's recording right now. Okay.
0: <laughs> us.
1: Yeah. Okay. Close the door. Okay. Okay. Love you. <laughs> Gosh, I didn't realize she was coming back. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. Whoa, whoa, hey. who, That was. That was Elena. Elena. That was my two-year-old. <laughs> yeah.
0: She Did she whisper? I didn't... It sounded like she whispered at the very end. She's like, "Love you."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was like backing out of the door slowly as she closed it. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, I. She was with.
1: Uh, she was with her grandfather. I didn't realize that she was gonna be back. That's why we tried to sneak in the recording now.
0: <clears throat> well, uh, you know, we were gonna try to keep this one underneath an hour. Um, and we're already about 20 minutes in, roughly. So let's uh, let's get through some of these fight picks if you want to track them down, and we can see how terrible we are and be glad All that right. we didn't put any money on it. I'd say I'll you, we'll alternate you know, back yeah. and forth. One thing that I don't want to do is ever pick a fight where I'm completely ignorant on one of the fighters. Like if it's a new fighter and I've never seen him, and I'm not completely comfortable with picking the guy that I am familiar with. So I'm looking at on the uh, the prelims here. There's Philly versus Qatar. Qatar, I've never heard of. I want to say Philly has got one or two fights, uh, one fight in the UFC, and might be a prospect. But so that's a fight, even though it's on the prelims. I don't really, you know, if I just picked it, you know, I'd, I'd pick Philly because the other dude has a black silhouette as a pitcher. and you know, chances right. are, you know, so uh, you you cool with skipping some fights, or I mean, by all means, you can pick every fight if you like.
1: Yeah, I figured we'll pick all the fights on the main card. Uh, anyway, um, but I, I'm with you on this. So I'll, I'll mark myself down. I'm taking Feely as well uh, just because of that, the black silhouette. Like I feel like – you know, I don't even know what the deal is with it. Did this guy like just jump in to take the fight and they don't even have a
0: you know what a UFC
1: profile on the guy this, yet? This or? is like one of my pet peeves with the UFC.
0: Uh, you know, I, I've been in the military and I've been in uh, like small to medium-sized companies. If this was my job – I would get a fucking picture. Like, you're yeah. telling me you can't get a damn headshot of this dude? Like, this is your job. Like, this is a professional-ass company with a major website where millions of people are viewing it. You're telling me you couldn't get the damn shit uploaded? I don't but understand. I something to do with
1: – they probably have to have a formal photo shoot where they're wearing the Reebok fucking shorts. Maybe. 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 Yeah, Maybe. but even still, like, how hard is that? Yeah, Senegal get that to shit done. Yeah. Overnight like, that shit to wherever he's
0: at. Yeah. Hire a photographer within the area. Get him to you know, like I don't know, man. I just feel like you know, clearly it's not a uh, a priority. But to me, that's garbage. Like you need to step your game up. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so you know, honestly, I am not picking Philly because I have zero memories of this dude fighting. So I just like his name, Andre Touchby <laughs> Philly. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the next fight, I don't know either of these guys. I can't even pronounce one of them. Ortega can say that one. Oh, hold up. Is that... Okay, you know what? I am going to go with Brian Ortega on this one. Because this dude was featured on uh, Big Brown Breakdown. Really dug his backstory. Um, So, yeah. I'm going to go with Brian Ortega on this fight. That's two undefeated fighters right there.
1: Yeah, I know. That's what I was looking at. And I was leaning toward Ortega just because he seems to have a little bit more uh knockout power, you know, I'm looking at you their stats. This other dude, moicano has no KO TKOs. It's like submissions and decisions. Yeah. Now he does have you know, he's got three inches height, he's got three inches of reach on him. Um but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ortega as well.
0: Cool. Yeah, this will be the first time watching him since hearing him on the Big Brown breakdown, so uh I'm kinda excited to see him. He he lived a crazy childhood. Like, this dude probably should be in prison or he, you know, he came within this close of being in jail multiple times. So, um, you know, it really turned his life around through mixed martial arts. Cool. Uh Al-Germain Sterling versus Henan Burrell. Hennan Burrell, I feel like, is on the decline. That's no secret. TJ Dillashaw got him a couple times. I feel like Sterling is now coming up into his prime. Uh, so maybe it's a little bit of me being a fanboy, but um, I'm going to pick Al Sterling. Well, this is
1: not going to be fun if we always pick the same. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that's that's what I was thinking too. Um, Sterling's just a you know younger guy, like you said. I think Burrell's uh, on his way down. But you know what? I'll take I'll take Burrell. I'll take the vet. Okay. To cool. uh, to get one.
0: It's not a bad pick. Yeah, I wish they had the betting odds so that we can kind of see if we're picking dogs or not. Maybe next time we'll put, we'll get a side yeah, and pull that up. Yeah, pull up, uh,
1: like, uh,
0: Bow dog or bo or
1: whatever it's called.
0: Sure, dog Sure dog Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Or maybe, I don't know if they got on. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Next fight, Ricardo Lamas versus Jason Knight. Jason Knight, I want to say, is coming off a very exciting fight that I feel like I missed and everybody was talking about the next day. Um, Ricardo Lamas has kind of been the perennial doorkeeper for uh, – for this division never quite good enough to be um you know I don't know some people might get mad for me saying this never being like a true contender just almost just just being there if he was just a little bit better but uh Jason Knight is coming up Yeah I'm going to go with Lamas. Yeah um me too I I
1: just 24% of the fights KO TKO for Lamas. I feel like he's got the the power uh, to end it. Yeah. Where it looks like Knight's a submission guy. Right. Sixty um, percent of his fights end in submission. You know, he does got a couple inches on him. The reach is the same though. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Lamas as well.
0: Yeah. All right. Now up to the main card. Uh, we got Ozdemir versus Jimmy Manua. Uh Ozdemir, his last fight, he was fighting a dude named Misha. Everybody was so confused as to why Ozdemir was ranked five Vulcan. Yeah, that's right. Vulcan Ozdemir, why he was uh, ranked five or six at the time, having only one fight. And he was actually ranked higher than Misha, who had had multiple fights in the UFC. And then like 13 seconds later, he knocks Misha out. Um, with that said, I haven't been bought yet, or I'm not sold yet on Ozdemir. Um, I feel like he jumped up really high in the ranking. Everybody wasn't quite sure why. Then he got would look like a phantom punch and a knockout of misha so i'm gonna go with jimmy manuel i'm kind of annoyed by his twitter game but uh but i'm gonna pick him in in this fight
1: was ozomir was that the one where he hit the guy like kind of behind the ear yep and he, it, it, and he went down yeah. yeah i don't know about that
0: right. um and jimmy manuel's looking yeah. thick in that photo yeah that's what i keep you know i was gonna take ozomir and i'm looking
1: at these pictures and i'm like wow like he just looks big. Yeah. And 88% of the fight, you know.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's eight, a big time striker.
1: Yeah, he's gonna, you know. Ugh. I'm gonna take, I'll take Manoa as well.
0: <laughs> All right. How, how about this for well, the rest of the, not not that you are uh, picking obviously picking the guys that I'm picking, but just to switch it up, why don't you uh, go first? Pick first. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. So number three, Robbie Lawler uh, against. Number seven, Cowboy Cerrone. Uh You know, it's, it's actually been a few weeks since since Cowboy fought this <laughs> time, so that's good. <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah, I just, I, you know, Cowboy just, you know, I think he fights too often. I, I'm not sure he, you know, not that he's not ready. I think he's always prepared because he's always training. But, you know, I'm going to go with Roll, uh, Robbie Lawler here. I think Lawler, Lawler takes us on.
0: Cool. I know everybody loves to love Robbie Lawler, but I've, I haven't seen it for a while now. Even when he was champ and he was fighting guys who I personally think are not elite elite, the um, Brown, I'm drawing a blank on his first name, and then Carlos Condit. Uh, these guys in, in almost every fight he was getting rocked and I don't think he's got a big chin. And then when he finally fought a dude that is like at the elite level right now, Woodley knocked him out in under a couple minutes. I don't think he has the chin. Um, I think, I think it's going to be an exciting fight for a couple rounds, but then I think once emotions get heightened up, they're going to start swinging for the fences. And I think, uh, Donald is going to catch him before Robbie catches, uh, the cowboy. So, so I got the Cowboy.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can agree with what you said about when he fought uh, Woodley and get knocked out. But, you know, I just don't. you know, Cowboy's good. He's good. But, it, you know, he loses. I mean, he's lost plenty as well. Sure. You know, he's just kind of one of those guys. Like, I guess you just never know. Like, I guess if, if Cowboy's on his game and he, and he fights his best, I think there's he can easily beat Baller. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I've seen him fight other times, too, where he just didn't seem quite ready. You know, maybe it's one of those times that he took a fight, you know, two right. weeks after he fought, you know, and uh, just really wasn't wasn't that prepared. But, yeah. but okay, cool.
0: Now, I wonder who we're going to pick in this next fight.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, here it's a uh, cyborgs fighting another black silhouette.
0: <laughs> right. Might if as well Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. when you actually click it. See, oh, but mean, at least… Like on it. At least they have her headshot.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
0: You know. Yeah. And again, this fight's been announced for a month. You know, like yeah. you, you couldn't get a damn photo ready in a month. Honestly, I'm surprised they got Chris Cyborg's photo. When they went to the, uh, like the UFC conference, the fighters conference or whatever it is, they had little pamphlets uh, that they were giving out to everybody that came through the door. And they had a black silhouette for her. And she's like, "I guys, if you need a headshot, I could fucking send you a picture of me. Like, <laughs> golly, so well, you know, uh, whatever." Yeah. O- on a positive note, because we kind of touched about this before, I seen a tweet from Boss Logic that he he created like a new T shirt of uh, Conor McGregor, and he just talked about how exciting he is to to be working for uh, the MMA community and and Reebok. So, yeah, at least that's one positive thing they've done recently and they've been picking a lot of good fights i I won't get too far off track but it seems like they've been making all the correct fights so um back to this who you got chris cyborg or the other girl gotta take cyborg (laughs) (laughs)
1: you know she's such a beast man and i guess until you know We'll see what that, what Evander's got. I was really looking forward to to the Megan Anderson yeah. once again. We keep beating that thing to death. Right. But I, I really wanted to see that, and hopefully in the future we will. You know, maybe a couple of UFCs down the road. We still haven't heard. Was there any, any word on Anderson? No.
0: Nope. And when we tweeted at her saying that uh, she was pregnant, she didn't like it. So uh, <laughs> take that for what it's worth. <laughs> now, yeah, obviously I got Cyborg too. I got Cyborg in the first round via murder. i'm marking that down (laughs) that's bonus points (laughs) (laughs) now these next two fights this is what i'm talking about man i would easily buy a pay-per-view if the headliner was woodley versus maya i think that's such an intriguing fight so the fact that this is our co-main event like that's it's fantastic
1: yeah i i'm a big fan of woodley and i'm just picking them just because i like them like i you know Maya's a great fighter as well. Like, this is going to be, I think it's going to be a heck of a fight. Um, but I'm just, I'm a big, I'm a big Woodley fan. He's just so explosive. And, you know, he can end it. He can end it quick.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, uh, my bad. Did you officially say Woodley already? Yeah, Woodley. Okay, my bad. Um, I, I want, I love seeing crazy. I love seeing the unexpected. So I would love. If, uh, if Damian Maya was able to get inside that wrestling, uh, inside of those big explosive hooks, and, and be able to take him down and submit him. I think that would be like a crazy thing to witness. Um, having said that, I really like Woodley as a person. I think that he's a very good person, and I think he's a very exciting champ. So I like seeing him as champ as well. The thing that sold me on who I'm going to pick here is Maya's takedown accuracy versus Woodley's takedown defense. Woodley is obviously a, or maybe it's not obvious, uh, Ohio State, no, Oklahoma State wrestler, big, very fundamental wrestling, very good wrestler, Um, and it's no secret that Maya needs to be able to take Woodley down. Maya having a 31% takedown accuracy with Woodley having a 92% takedown defense, I I don't see Maya being able to take him down, and then first, before you even try a takedown, you got to you know ward off stand those. there with them yeah, yeah exactly so i got woodley cool now i we have to make sure that whatever we say we do not jinx this fight <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> no we can't say anything i won't even say what we can't say but there's certain things we're not going to say because we don't want to jinx this fight such a long time coming
1: this yeah definitely long time coming you know i I'm going to stand by my wrestling my oh my, my boys. DC <laughs> I'm going to stand by him just out of just because. But although, you know, my my heart's telling me to 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 cheer for Cormier, my head is telling me that he's going to lose. Yeah. Um but but I'm sticking by him. I'm picking I'm picking Cormier. I'm cool. just going to go with the fact that Jones hasn't been in the you know, in the Octagon in a while. It's been a while. Something to be said uh, for that. You know, so I'm
0: taking I'm taking Cormier. Cool. Um, I, John Jones, arguably the greatest fighter in the history of the UFC. Um, there is something to be said for ring rust, unless you're Dominic Cruz. But I, I think that he's just too good. Yeah. And, you know, when they whenever they wrestle against each other, Jones is a better wrestler. You know, he negates Cormier's best attribute. You know, he takes Cormier down. He stuffs Cormier's takedowns. Um, and, and then when it comes to striking, his 84 inch reach is, you know, damn near unfair. Um, and then he's got every strike in the book. So I got, I got John Jones. Uh, r- real quick. I do th- worry about
1: DC's conditioning, man.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. It, the later it
1: goes, the, the longer the fight goes, it's just definitely not in his favor anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I mean, feasts and it, you know, it's hard for me to be like, oh yeah, just knock him out in the first, first couple rounds. No big right. deal. Yeah. Like there is just so much that.
0: And and is Cormier even, like, a knockout artist? You know, like, I can't think of anybody he's knocked down. 42% is,
1: has ended in KO, TKO.
0: Yeah, but, you know, like, there's a difference between taking somebody down and pounding them out and having the rest stop, and that's a nice TKO, right. as opposed to hitting them with that one shot right on the chin, you and know. Knock, knock, right, yeah. right. So I, I can't really even think of him having any big knockouts like that. He probably gets a lot of TKOs. Gosh, and, and John Jones is the same. He's not he's not a, a knockout artist either. He gets a lot of the TKs, too. But, um, yeah, what's the reach? 84 to 72. Wow, 12 inches, man. He's got a fucking foot on him. So that's definitely going to be a huge Saturday. UFC 214 is finally here. I'm kind of excited that we got some picks on the book as well. And um, that, I know we're on a little bit of a time crunch, so let's jump right into Alone. Let me switch over to that info another episode of alone and this was i think the sixth episode so whatever uh douche had me uh giving me nightmares saying that this season was only going to be six episodes long they can uh and go kick rocks all
1: right yeah okay so the episode started episode six down to four teams um starts off a team baird that's the two brothers the big redheaded brothers um and the, one of the first Images they showed on the show as their shelters, like the one brother's At this hey, point, sucks. Can,
0: can we call it a shelter? I don't think we can. I don't, I don't think <laughs> technically it classifies as a shelter, like the, um, a tarp blanket, a yeah. uh, an umbrella. Yeah, there's,
1: there's just no way. Like when it starts snowing, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like what is the plan? Like I haven't heard them talk about it once. Like so, you're just you're okay with that shelter, like that's it, like right. that's what we're doing. Yeah. we just have this draped over here, yep, and uh, we just kind of sleep right here, yeah. Like this, <laughs> it sucks, man. Like it's uh, like at this point, you know, we're talking. I understand that a part of the time the one brother was hiking and whatever, but it it's at this point now. Yeah, you guys have, and maybe their focus has just been so much on food that it's kind of. Yeah, you know, but so is everybody else. Yeah, but that you know them. Maybe even more so. Dead. They didn't eat. They they didn't really eat, you know, for the first ten days. Yeah. You know, where you know Brooke was actually. She was able to eat a little bit, and she's been able to.
0: She had a lot more uh, care
1: packages. Ate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, they found that doc like just randomly injured on the beach. Right. You know. So. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, and, and um, then when, when these guys woke up, one of them said, "Somehow it got wet." I'm like, "What do you mean somehow?" Like yeah. it's right. raining outside and you're still it's technically weird. We outside. We don't have
1: any walls. <laughs> right.
0: But somehow we don't it have got wet. I any walls on this thing and then it rained and yeah. then I got wet. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Still piecing this one together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll update you guys later. Yeah. Um and then it, uh we'll just we'll do what we did last time just stick with one team Yeah. and kind of go through. Um it then shows Ted's throwing up. Yeah. And you know that's not good, you know. And it's hard to, you know, he he it seems to be okay. It seems to be that it was uh, the the seaweed that he's just unable to stomach it. Right. Which is a lot better than you know him like being sick from something that he ate that's or true. or something like that. But you know, then, so.
0: on the other hand, it feels like they rely. Uh, you hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, I'm tired of seaweed. Seaweed is holding me over between meals. Maybe that's not a good thing if that's what causes you to get sick." Is that, you know, without that, maybe now he doesn't have the thing that everybody else has to hold. Yeah, him
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Definitely looking at it in a different direction yeah. than I was, I was just like, you know, if, you know, he ate some, something that made him sick and now he's like ill and, you know, it's not like he's going to get much warmth from that right. shelter that they have. <laughs> so, um, and then, you know, Jim just actually told him the rest and uh, he was going to go try to get some food, uh, and then it, it went to, you know, Jim's out there fishing. He catches a fish. Dude. Like, I don't know if you remember this one. He's yeah. standing on the rock, and he just kind of, like, nonchalantly, yeah. like, brings it in. It yes. was like, like, like you're not fishing in the pond out back. Right. Like, this is for food. Like, yeah. this is, like, you need this. And he just, you know, it, it was just, I was so disappointed to watch him just, like, bring it in. And and even even me, like, being a fisherman, when I trout fish. Like I seriously make an attempt as I'm reeling, like I often stand with hip waders, so I stand in the water. As I'm reeling, I'm trying to back up as, as slowly as I can so I can get that fish as close to the bank as possible in case something like that happens. Right. That I'm able to get on it and, and make sure I. The, I
0: the fish dropped. The I don't head. even know if we said that for the listeners. The, the fish jumped off the hook and he fucking lost it back into the into the ocean or lake or whatever that is. And yeah, I mean whenever the other people do it, because obviously they don't have like reels and they're just using these sticks, when they get that fish out of water, they just swing it like twenty feet onto the plane. Yeah. Like why yeah. are you just messing with it right on the right on the edge? Dumb. Yeah. Dumb. Right
1: on the shore. Yeah.
0: But then <laughs> what happened yeah. next? <laughs>
1: yeah, so uh they start crushing the fish. They seen Jim the seagulls. Does.
0: They seen the seagulls swarming. Yeah. And
1: yeah. they're and they're, he's they're like yeah, he was just saying that, you know, he felt like he could go after the break then because the seagulls were, uh, you know, that's what they were doing. They were... They know, seen like, a school, fish. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he ends up catching like 17 fish. Yeah, that's crazy. He catches that one big one and then he caught a bunch of smaller ones, but still, I mean, right. this is something that, you know, that's a big meal for them that they they weren't able to get before.
0: Right.
1: Um, And then to go... Right to the end of the episode, <laughs> yeah. dude. They're si- so they're sitting around the fire, like it's, they're they're cooking their fish. It's fucking dark out, yeah. you know. It's all of a sudden they got a fire, and they're like, "Oh, oh, hold on!" And a freaking duck yeah. just runs up right <laughs> beside the fire, and the one brother—I don't even know which one it was at this point. You know, one of them's like, "Wait, wait." No, no, wait, I know wait. who it
0: was. It was uh, the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> did you fucking Hulk smash that thing?
1: Yeah. With his hat. He <laughs> yeah. killed a duck with his hat. Which was like, you know, I'm sure he just knocked it out at right. first. Right. <clears throat> the duck had to be somehow disoriented. <laughs> I don't like, know that, that's is. just not a. Yeah. Like, that's just not something that, that, you a know. A wild uh, animal would do. Yeah, like, hey, oh, hey, there's a fire. Let me check <laughs> it out.
0: Right. You just know, ran <laughs> that, that, right up to him.
1: That's crazy, man. And the fact that. You know, he was able to hit it and knock it out like that was awesome. So they got themselves a duck. They talked about eating duck for breakfast the next day. A
0: duck and 16 fish all within like an hour or two of each other. And they definitely
1: didn't try to save any of those fish. No, the they didn't. Yeah.
0: Dude, that pot <laughs> was like overflowing with fish. <laughs> yeah. And then you hear their conversation at that point. They're like, yo, we could do this if we just stay yeah. up on the – like they just knew they were going to win the whole show because they had right. one good night. You're not going to catch 17 fish today. <laughs> you're going to go back to you know. work on your stupid boat. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, the crab trap had you know doesn't seem to be working. Yeah. But it, no, look, it was one good day. That definitely buys them some time, anyway. Oh yeah. Hopefully, you know, maybe that was since that was just the first big meal. Maybe as they move forward here, they'll start to think about okay, hey, let's preserve some of this, and instead of eating every single fish that we catch. Because <laughs> uh, obviously,
0: the smoking is smoking the the meat is in their their brain. Because when the one dude was hiking, he kept saying, "I wonder if he's got a smoker." So it's not like they right. haven't thought about the idea of smoking the meat. Right. All right. So
1: moving on to Team Broxdorf, um, the rain has been brutal. They showed the rain for these guys, too. Uh, their shelter seems to be a little bit better than I originally expected, and maybe they fixed it some. It seems to have a
0: back on it now. Um, yeah, they, they did that they showed... in the last episode. They made that one stockade wall that they said was like kind of like a windbreak coming off the mountain. Okay.
1: The old man, Pete, he's still catching fish.
0: Yep. You know, it, they
1: keep showing him catching a fish here and there. So so that's good. It seems to be food is is good. But they now have a problem. They're almost flooded. Yeah. And, and they're talking about almost being too late to move the shelter, which I seem it seemed weird to me that like you're about to be flooded. Right. And they're like, well, we can't really move. Like, what, what do you mean you can't move? Right. You, have yeah. move. Yeah. you have to move. You have to move. And, and like at the very like least, when you're just sit
0: there and, and, and just it, get soaked. Every day. And then, it's not like you have to sleep that night out in the open. Like, keep your shelter. Just start making another one. And then when that right. shelter is built, then move all your belongings over. But yeah, the idea that it was like, oh, if there's a water comes up, we quit, type of a thing, was a little disheartening. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It, it, they do seem to have lucked out. It seems like that is the peak of the tide. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. And on one hand, um, I then, wanted
0: to be annoyed at the fact, like, how did you build it close enough that this would even be a thing? But they did make a few comments like, I am just shocked. I'm so amazed that the tide came up this high. So maybe it is like an honest mistake that any of us could have made.
1: Sure. Um, and then this is where the Sun, uh, Sam's education started to come into play a bit. You know, they started, you know, so everything's so wet and they're having such a hard time making fire. Uh, they started making those uh, like little sap cakes. Oh yeah, you know, they, yeah. They started cutting the spruce trees so that the trees would heal themselves by secreting sap, which they will, you know, they use to make it a little sort of cake thing that makes it, uh, you know, the sap acts as an accelerant. Yep. Um, to help with uh, making fire, which I thought was great.
0: Yep, yeah, those are cool. Definitely make uh, making your next fire. Hey, you know, they say whenever you have a fire, start preparing your next fire. That's exactly yeah. what they're doing. So good on them
1: cool so moving on to team Wilkes this was the brothers Cody or uh, Brody and Chris where you know we haven't seen them for a couple episodes you know they were they showed them the first couple and you know they were the first team to meet up right and all this stuff um, they you know the, the very beginning of the episode you know they showed those two in the in their shelter and you know just kind of joking the the one brother Chris. Uh, was like, hey, uh, if you need if you need any water source, I've got it over here because oh, yeah. there was like a river like running right down beside him. Um, yeah, my and eyes couldn't kinda... pick
0: up what exactly they were trying to show us. I seen like movement, so I couldn't tell if like water was running inside their tent or were they looking outside the tent or I, I couldn't pick up. It, it looked without... like it was
1: inside, like toward the edge of their shelter. It looked like to be beside where Chris was laying. Yeah, was that the water was running down uh, right there, but. Um, same sort of thing that we saw from Chris in the past, man. He started doing a lot of talking about missing his family, you know, and he he made a comment at one point saying that you know he was wondering if his brother Brody was having the same sort of feelings, and right. you know it was just, you know,
0: I don't know, it it was frustrating,
1: upsetting. Yeah. Yeah, you just—I kept getting that same vibe from that guy. Like he just couldn't get outside of his own head. Yeah. Like, think of the bigger picture here. You're here with your brother, and and like, yeah, sure, missing a do- missing a child's birthday is is sad. You know, it, it's but shit, man. Like, I I don't know. I have spent Christmas in Iraq. Right. Like, right. Yeah. I miss my family. Like, I wanted to see them. Like, what am I gonna do? Push like, a button and hey, go home. Hey guys, um, let's uh let's hold off on the war thing. <laughs> And you know what we'll just uh we'll pick this back up around uh January huh? around Ramadan <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, like damn, man, you know, so like it just suck like i I hate that sort of thing when somebody's bitching about yeah. something that's like not that it's not a big deal, a child's birthday is great, like we're not talking about the
0: first birthday or the birth of a child like' this his daughter's probably like ten and and guess what, like you knew you were going to miss these when you went out but there it, it's not like you're like on month six. You know, and then you're like, damn, I didn't know it was going to go on this long. And now I'm missing this event and this event. Like, you're two weeks. You're two weeks into this thing. You left two weeks before. Hell, you could have the birthday party before you left. You're so close. You knew you right. weren't going to be there for this. Right. And I mean, listen, I, I
1: get those feelings. I had those feelings. When, like I said, in a deployed setting, you know, I start, you know, you're looking on Facebook and you see all your friends and what everybody's doing. And you just start like missing things that you normally wouldn't miss. You know, like, they're, I'm like, oh, the, the 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 fair's going on this month and everybody's going to the fair and having a good time and and like if I was home I probably wouldn't have went right but like when I was there I was like man that's like the most fun thing that you could ever do with your life you know like it just <laughs> makes you feel like you're you're missing something so I get those feelings but you know he just seemed to give in too easily to them you know like it's like you said it it was you already knew you were gonna be there yeah. so. You know, they actually began looking for a new, uh, new location to move the shelter. They couldn't seem to find anywhere good. Um, as you you know, the bad attitude from Chris just seemed to continue. And then he finally sat Brody down to have the talk. You know, he, and, and I don't know what kind of vibe you got, but it just looked like Brody was not feeling it. Dude.
0: Right. Yeah. Brody wanted to stay. He felt bad, I think,
1: for his brother. But at the same time, like he just he was not on the same page with wanting to leave right
0: yeah yeah he he seemed like he did not want to leave but he didn't put up much of a fight which kind of makes me feel like you know in the back of his mind at least you know a big meal and seeing his family was a strong enough um tug for him not to fight but at the same time if his brother wouldn't have brought it up he definitely wouldn't have brought it up either
1: right you know chris was just giving him his best like used car salesman speech right i mean he was like pitching it all different directions and like well, is it, is it your dog? Like, yeah, every year, actually, every year, (laughs) November, it comes every year.
0: And he's like, trust me, you don't want to miss that. (laughs) You'll never forgive yourself. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He was just really laying it on thick. And I just think at that point, and and Brody even said it a couple of times, like, you know, his brother was already checked out. Like, like, what's he going to do? Right. Right. Oh, come on, man. Like, Let's try to stick it out for a couple more days and then Chris, you know, his attitude gets even worse. And, right. It was going to be an uphill battle And then you're dragging somebody along rather than working together to, to complete the task.
0: So Yeah, being out there is going to be hard enough. It's going to be that much harder when your partner. You just know every moment of the suck he wants to quit.
1: Right, right. So needless to say at this point, most of you I'm sure have already watched it. Uh, Team Wilkes quit. They are gone. It is down to three teams now, which is just so disappointing seeing how that happened. And I remember talking thinking like they were, they may be strong. You know, they're the first team to make it. You know, Brody worked so hard to hike there and to get there. And I just feel like Brody never got a chance to open up and and do it. You know, because Chris and I, I think Chris was checked out before he even got there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, going back to our predictions, I had Team Wilkes going out third, or like as the third to last team out of the the remaining four. And I think you had them going out, coming in second, right?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah, I
0: did. So that kind of hurt both of us there.
1: Yeah, I I just didn't see it. And maybe maybe we should have, you know, they just hadn't showed them much. And I remember that being a part of why you said that you were putting them down where you did. And maybe I should have done the same. I was just like, well, you know, I just took it in a way that, oh, they must be doing well. And we're going to see a lot of them in the future. You know, that they didn't show them the last couple of episodes. But you know?
0: I, I always feel like whenever the producers and editors do this, what they try to do early on is they try to get you emotionally connected to the people that ultimately make it late. Like we, you know, like don't tell anybody, but I watched The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. <laughs> so because of my wife, all right, because of my wife, uh, she watches football, I watch Bachelorette. But um, you can always tell like on the very first episode who is going to immediately get cut and who's ultimately going to make it because they just spend a lot more, they have a lot more camera time with the people that make it late. So I just felt like with them not really showing us a lot of wilkes, I just thought that chances are is they're not going to make it late. That's why they're not trying to get us emotionally attached to that team.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good point.
0: But now to somebody that we are emotionally attached to.
1: Yeah, and our favorite for sure. Um, team Whipple. Uh, they showed the very beginning, the very first part they showed them, they were eating something called gumboots, oh, yeah. which, uh, <laughs> Sounds and Dave delicious. said it tastes like chicken. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess, you know, um, it just seemed weird. It seemed like some sort of, I don't know, th- she peeled it off a rock, you know, uh, and, and then cooked it up. It almost looked like a clam sort of, yeah. uh, you know, um, but yeah, man, like they're going I, I just love these guys. You know, they're going balls out, man. Like they're actually going to build a cabin. Dude, they're I was so excited. And,
0: yeah, when they started making that, I was so excited to hear that. Yeah. And then I even got a little bit spoiled because when they showed the perimeter of the cabin, I was like, oh, that's kind of small. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Damn, I wanted them to build a bigger cabin.
1: <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, I, I remember looking at the size of it. And being like, oh man, this is like uh like Dave can almost stand up in it. Like he only had to duck a little bit, so you know, I think it's actually gonna be pretty big once once they get it up.
0: It looked like maybe but, like a ten by ten, maybe twelve by twelve ish, and then maybe a good six feet tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely, you know, it's gonna feel much more like a home than a fucking uh tarp umbrella blanket.
1: Right. And with what Brooke was able to do with that such small space and make it so great, I right. feel like yeah. she'll do great in there. The only thing I'm worried about now is as Brooke seems to be pushing a little too hard. Yep. You know, she's she's starting to feel weak, and and I think that that's where uh, we talked before her body fat issue. Yep. You know, she exactly. just doesn't have a lot of body fat. She doesn't have a lot to work with, like some of the you know the Baird brothers and even Dave. Yep.
0: You know,
1: the, she's she's pulling from muscle. You know, when she starts when her body's hungry, her body's eating muscle yeah. rather than eating fat. So. Um, that definitely seems to be something to, to look out for uh, moving forward. And, it, and I don't know if you saw the preview for the next episode. It looks like, uh, you know, Brooke kind of snapped at Nate a little bit. You know, he was like, why don't you just settle down, babe? You know, like uh-huh. slow down or whatever. And she's like, why don't you just keep doing what you're doing and don't <laughs> worry about it. You know? Yeah. Oh,
0: shit.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah. You know. And I'm sure she's just a very proud person. You know, she's very proud. She's sure. very good at what she does. I I think she just needs to try to focus and stay in the moment here. You know, don't get don't get too big for yourself that you end up and pass out, and then you leave Dave no choice but to to you know push the button.
0: Yeah, my mom keeps calling her like a pioneer woman, like she would have been like back on like the prairie, like just taking care of business on the homestead. You know, just like yeah, a tough woman uh, that can handle it.
1: No doubt. So I'm hoping she I'm hoping she stays uh you know and get herself chilled out. Um, At this point, I have no reason to to doubt Brooke and Dave. I think if they are able to complete that cabin, man, their way of life is just going to be, you know, you're living in a house now.
0: Especially when it starts getting hot. And if they have any kind of furnace on the inside with the chimney going up, which I don't put that past them at this point.
1: No, no, yeah. Um, So you got to like them. Uh, As of right now, I think... Number two, will t- I'll take the Bears. I think um, they they might be onto something. Hopefully they stay away from the boat. but I just think at some point here the uh, the Brock doors that axe it, it's gonna catch up with them. <laughs> I still I'm still you know I, on that I, thing, I've been axe.
0: thinking about this. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a prediction regarding the axe. My prediction is that the axe will not be mentioned again and will not be an issue at all.
1: Yeah, I mean could be.
0: So. So with that said, obviously, or maybe probably obvious, I I got Brockdorf coming in second. I think that they're much more prepared to make it um, into the winter. I think that... Yeah, I think the
1: old man is going to falter at some point here. I I think his age, too. You know, I know I keep mentioning the acts, but it's definitely... You know, there there are times where he just looks fucking beat.
0: And and there was that conversation that... uh, that Brooke had with Dave as far as her saying, uh, you know, Dave telling her to calm down, why don't you relax? Uh, Brockdorf, he had to have it with his dad. He's like, dad, calm down. I got it. Remember there's two of us here. And the dad was like, all right, you get the next one. So they kind of have that same, uh, you know, to your point, they have that same knock against them. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. We got a couple more days till the next episode of alone. And again, Saturday UFC 214. I can't wait. I'm going to have a big party of me and my wife. And not <laughs> none of my coworkers. Not the dudes from work. They're like, hey, I'm to be in your neighborhood on Saturday around,
1: around five if uh, you're home. All right.
0: Cool. Well, with that, we'll see you guys next time.